Man, I'm looking at this Leger poll. I don't know if you heard Tina Trajani in the news update talking about some of the results in the Leger poll, but it's really interesting and it's quite an extensive survey. And they talk about everything from um, the opening of businesses and services and where we sit as Canadians and even Ontarians. They break it down provincially as well. So where we sit with how we think the government's doing with the opening of businesses, what should be open, what should be closed as we're in this third wave. They do break down how happy or unhappy we are with the government. They also go into vaccinations, which, you know, is the real focus of most of our attention right now. And I'm happy to say that out of uh, Canadians, most of us, 80 percent plan on getting the vaccination as, as soon as we can. Um and so that's some good news because that's an increase from the last time this poll was done. And one of the things that I've been kind of waffling on, and I thought I was kind of alone on this, is if I should be getting my vaccine when it's offered up to my age group, because I can work from home and largely I can stay at home, which I am doing. So I was reading this article that as we continue to expand eligibility for the COVID vaccines in hotspots and, and different age groups, I know that we're having a lot of problems in those hotspots when it comes to age groups that it's been opened up to people 18 and up because you can't go on the provincial site if you're 18 and book a space. You actually have to wait for a pop-up in your neighborhood. And if you, people have been complaining saying that this isn't going so well because if you don't belong to a church group or you don't belong to a community center, if you largely keep to yourself or you're working all the time, you might not know when and where these pop-up sites are going to be. So that leaves a large age group just kind of up in the air as to, okay, I'm eligible, but how do I even get this? Some Canadians are wondering now if it's even ethical to take the shot if they're not among the most vulnerable to COVID-19. Carrie Bowman is a bioethicist at the University of Toronto. He joins the show. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Yes, happy to be back. I think this is a question that, or, or just a subject that a lot of people did not consider, that there are people having real ethical conversations with themselves, with families. They're facing this ethical, ethical dilemma of uh, when they are actually eligible for the vaccine, if they should even get it. So why is this even a, a dilemma? Well, you know, the challenge is the system is tricky, and, and I'm not going to be overly critical here. It's not an easy thing to do, but you've got overlapping cohorts and categories. So, you know, there's the neighborhood, there's the age, there's the this, there's the that. So so it, it really does get tricky. And, you know, there's a fear of being left behind. So even my neighborhood, I, you know, I live in, a, I live in downtown Toronto. I'm actually in one of the neighborhoods that's been called up, Right. I don't need, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I'm well, I own my own home. I, I really don't have vulnerability. So I'm not saying it's unethical or ethical, but I am saying I can really understand when people say, you know what, this, this isn't about me. Uh, I'm going to hold back on this one, right? But here's the thing, and I really appreciate the arguments here, is there's this fear of being left behind with your cohort. So that at a later point, someone says, your entire neighborhood was called up. What do you mean you didn't get it? That's fine. But, you know, we'll give it to you in July or something or September or whatever it's going to be. So there's that fear as well. But we did know all along, Kelly, that as this rolled out, it was going to get more and more logistically and ethically complicated. And here we are. But is it risky to hold back if your age group has been called up to hold back when you know that herd immunity is is number dependent? Yeah, herd immunity. Herd immunity is not necessarily about you or me. It's about the eighty percent or the six years. You know, there's these variable numbers, so it's not just us. 
So if, if we held back, um, you know, would someone else sort of move into our, our slot? They absolutely would, right? So it's not as if we're holding back. We're, we're holding back herd immunity. What we're saying is not right now. But look, I'm going to be, if someone fits a cohort, whether it's their neighborhood or whatever, they've got to make a personal choice as to what they're going to do. I wouldn't call it unethical. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, one of the things with neighborhoods is, is you've got mixed income within neighborhoods. And some people are a long way from vulnerable in any way, shape or form. So it's a tough one on that front. I, I was reading this woman, his, and this is her quote. I, I have this condition, but it doesn't affect me every day. I don't feel like because it doesn't affect me every day, I should be able to use it as some token to get my vaccination. You know, the road to hell, we all know it's paved with good intentions. So putting health, the healthcare system at risk, is she not doing that if she is in any way, shape or form vulnerable? And she skips her so vaccine? putting the healthcare system. Yeah, like well, maybe no, she's. I, I wouldn't skip my vaccine in a situation like that. And right. you know, mostly, I think if you're called up, you should go. I, you know, mostly. But you know, I do. And I, again, I see it in my own life. It, it's like that. You know, when I look to this neighborhood has been targeted. It really isn't about people like me at all. And I got to be honest with myself. It's really not. And that was never the spirit of why the neighborhood's been called up, right? So, so you know, that's a personal choice. But I would say, you know, if you've been called up, do it. I, I was talking to some American bioethicists, and I, I don't want to simplify the United States because it's a, you know, it's a sophisticated and compl complex society. But they were saying, you Canadians are going nuts with all the ins and outs of this. Just do it. Just get everyone vaccinated. Um, but, you know, we've tried very, very hard in this country to stay within a framework of vulnerability and risk. Um, but herd immunity, it, you know, is, is much more about vaccine resistance or denial. People simply saying, I don't care when, I'm just not doing it. That is when we're going to have problems with herd immunity. And look, I think, you know, the data you showed in the intro or, or spoke in the intro. Right. Most Canadians look like they like we're going to be OK. Um, so it, 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 it's tricky. But also, you're right. People don't know where exactly they're supposed to go, even if they're called up in a neighborhood. And if they're not associated with a community center, a church, a mosque, there are people tucked away that have no idea how to proceed. And that's a real problem of communication. Oh, a massive communication gap. Younger folks, I want to just touch on this for a second, in hotspots, those younger folks, they're not sure, A, how to get it. Or if they should get it, because we've been saying for so long, look, if you're younger, you don't seem to get it as severely. Um, the argument, I guess, to not hold off, to get your vaccine would be it will allow these younger people to get back to work. And isn't it better for everyone throughout the uh, the province to get back to work and, and get off not only government benefits, but for our own mental health? Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And, you know, younger people, if they're called up, if they're within any of the cohorts, they, they really should go and they, they you know, they, they, they need to get it. Um, because in, well, I'm, I'm generalizing, but a lot of younger people, mm -hmm. if they're working, are, are much more likely to be interactive with the public. Uh, then, you know, sort of more the middle aged professional person tucked away. I'm, I'm making a generalization there. But but, you know, in many cases, that would be the case. But, you know, I was talking to a young waiter and he's he's got called up in the cohort, young meaning, I don't know, early 20s, perhaps. And he said, you know, the problem I have with this is I'm called up and my parents who aren't even yet 60 haven't been called up. Right. So mm -hmm. he felt this doesn't even feel right for him. And, you know, yes, he's a waiter, but everything's closed at the moment, but it won't be for long. And so I think but that he, he really should get it. 
Right. And, and think of his parents, right? Cause then he's Absolutely. probably protecting he's his parents. Even, I know. Right. Or if you live at home or even if you're visiting in the backyard, I mean, we all have to take this really seriously. So I guess I want to wrap with you, Dr. Bowman and asking you when it comes to the ethics of skipping a vaccine when it's your turn, what should you take into consideration? Cause there's a lot of things to take into consideration, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly, I think you shouldn't. I think if you're called up, your first reaction should be to go. If you're truly in a situation where you're not highly interactive with other people, you have an extremely limited contained bubble, you only work from home. There could be a personal element where you yourself might say, uh, I'm going to hold back on this and, and let someone else have it for now. That's a personal choice. And I would not call anyone that, that proceeds and gets it if their cohort is called. I would not call it unethical. But, you know, I do see, and I'm not alone, I've seen several people say, you know, this doesn't feel right, it's not about me. But as you've clearly said, it's not just about you, it's about who you're interacting with as well. So you may not have fear of this, but what if you give it to someone else? Mm -hmm. I don't work alone on this show, and Chris Creston just uh, asked me to ask you a question, and I think this is really an interesting one, and it didn't even occur to me. Sure. Do you think that some people could be putting this off um, because they're actually vaccine hesitant and don't want to admit it? So they say, oh, it's for ethical reasons. Yes, I do think that. And that Chris is right to ask a question like that. And, you know, we may not be conscious. uh, We may not even be conscious that we're doing that. So vaccine hesitancy, the word hesitancy is exactly apt in this case. Uh, There are people that absolutely may be saying, you know, this is ethically complicated when, in fact, they're, they're fearful. Because look, you know, AstraZeneca, we've got this small isolated case, J&J, which we haven't really rolled out yet, meaning Johnson & Johnson, we've got that. So, you know, there could be some, some latent fears within that. That could be what's going on. And that's a question you want to ask yourself. Why am I holding back? You know, what, what, what's going on with my own thinking? More conversations to have with yourself throughout COVID. Like we haven't had enough time to sit down and self-reflect. Look, I just summarize by saying if you're called up, it's likely the right thing. There could be some exceptions. Doesn't mean it's unethical. Think it through. Dr. Bowman, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much and stay safe. You too. Take care. Have a a great day. Dr. Kerry Bowman is a bioethicist at the University of Toronto. All right. More conversations to have with yourself, with your family. But uh, I think he's done a good job of convincing us, look, don't hesitate. Just get it when you can.